Hey, and a massive welcome back, or just a massive welcome, depending on whether you've listened to my shows before. My name is Georgie Ma, Ma Puyu, and I am your host for Chinese Chippy Girl. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those that are new to my show, I speak about all things relating to a British East and Southeast Asian. Before I do my intro, thanks again to my man Ewan for my theme tune. I've thanked him before, but I thought I'd thank him again because I really like it. He's helped me so much with editing my shows when I started my podcast, but I do everything myself now. Podcast and life, innit? I hope everyone is doing okay. I know there's been so much news on the ECO community, ECO, East and Southeast Asian. And I know how triggering and upsetting it is. So please take some time out and look after yourself. And in the words of Mayan Peterson from BC, we just need to bring some easier joy into our lives and do things that make us smile. I recently joined Kelvin Town on the first of his Kelvin Cook series where every week he will be cooking and will invite a guest to join him for a chat. So on his first series with me, he made crispy chilli beef and it looked so delicious, like you can literally hear the crunch whenever he was eating it. So good. But do definitely check him out, Kelvin Tan WC on Instagram, who will be doing an Instagram Live every week with a new dish and a new guest. Okay, Oh my god! <laughs> For my next guest, oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying this. For my next guest, I am so chuffing excited to the point where I literally had no filter and I did not keep my cool when I was interviewing her. So, are there any Harry Potter fans out there? Yes, no. Of course, you don't have to be a Harry Potter fan to be a fan of my next guest. She's basically the first celebrity on my show. She's an actress, British-born Chinese, and an amazing human being. Many people know her as Cho Chang. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is Katie Learn. Hi. Oh my God. Hi. hi. Sorry. I just need one minute to compose myself because I am such a big fucking oh fan. Oh my God. Stop I just need it. one minute. I just need one minute. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm totally flushing. Oh my god. Sorry, this is so geeky. This is so geeky. I shouldn't be doing it. I should be more professional. I'll be like, I'd be like, hi, hi Katie Lynn. I'm Georgie. How are you? But deep down, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. (laughs) I'm such a geek. Okay, I've got it all out of my system now. I'm okay. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say I know nothing about you. Tell me all about you first. Oh yeah. Please. So I know, so we haven't, we've only just been like messaging on Instagram, yes. but I'm Georgie. Georgie, I'm a BBC okay. and my parents are immigrants from China. They grew up in Hong Kong and then they moved separately to the UK when they were teenagers. They ran a takeaway, surprise, surprise, in Macclesfield where I was born. And I worked to my parents' takeaway since I was 
since the age of 10. I managed their takeaway, which is really weird because I probably at, at 10 years old, I probably didn't even know how to cross the road without supervision, but I was able to manage my parents' takeaway and deal with like, you know, racist customers, like top dollar. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I fast forward so many years. I now live in London. I have a little girl. She's the love of my life. I love her. Oh, no, that's brilliant. I mean, it's really not far from my upbringing, really. So my mum was born in Middlesbrough. I just found out recently because I kept getting it mixed up between Musselburgh and Middlesbrough because Musselburgh is closer to Edinburgh, which is where she grew up. Um, But she was actually born in Middlesbrough. Um, And then my dad came over when he was 14 and then they met and had me and my brother and they had like their own takeaway and then they moved on to like a restaurant business and like my whole family like including like my aunties and uncles they all have they all own restaurants so I've grown up living in a restaurant when I'm not at school you know being in the storage room with my brother playing video games until an ungodly hour and then having having the buffet for dinner. Where was the restaurant? So I was born in Dundee. My mum and dad had a takeaway there. I don't know what what it was called. And then we moved to Ayr and they had a restaurant. I'm still really starstruck. So (laughs) normally, we've just gone gone straight into it. No, it's fine. Um, Would you mind just introducing? I mean, you literally need no introduction. No, I do. just (laughs) But just for, you know, just for shits and giggles, do you want to just like introduce yourself who you are what you do okay hi everyone I am Katie Long and I'm an actor I'm a Scottish Chinese actor actress whatever you want to call me yeah and I have been actually no let's start from let's start the other way so I'll be honest I came across you yeah properly when you played May in One Child, mm. that series really got to me. But I know you're, but I think I first, actually, I first heard about you when you played Cho Chan. For me, it was, it was just so nice to see an Asian person on a blockbuster yeah. and playing a really amazing character as well I'll be honest I'm not a Harry Potter fan that's um, fine but just going back to one child that that series just really got to me and honestly I thought you were brilliant you Aww, played you were just so good thank you so and you nailed, much and, and I really I really want to talk a bit more about that because yeah. I really related to your character I really related to to May and I remember there was a scene where and anyone listening (laughs) uh, you know spoiler alert but I remember there was a scene where you went back to where May went back to Gondong went back to Chimes at Gondong or Gondong I think it was Guangzhou 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 yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. so when you went back to China anyway and then you met uh, May met her mum and then the mum was like so ice cold yeah and then but that says a lot about a lot of the the Asian culture they don't they're not as affectionate yeah sort of thing yeah and then I remember there's a scene where the mum opened up to May I think it was in the house and then there was the translator there and the, the translator was translating everything because the mum was speaking in 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 Mandarin yeah. and I remember I sat on my sofa Katie and I just cried and cried and cried it was so good and just like 
I just felt every word I felt every movement and I just felt like it was one of those oh sorry I'm fangirling again but I just it was one of those moments where I just wish that I could go into the TV and just stand next to you and just support you because it was just amazing And, and then there were so many and there were so many things about that documentary there's a scene where you stood at the top of the escalators or was it the bottom and you were just the character was just thinking like what do I do yeah. but then you just had to do you had to just park the, the brother thing aside and you, you just yeah. couldn't yeah do you know what I mean oh yeah. it's just so moving just, and then it finished <laughs> and then I was just like no it's finished what happens next <laughs> you know it's just so many it's one of those words it raised so many questions yeah oh anyway God. I loved it no thank you so much that's really really kind of you God just getting really emotional you talking about it because it was so long ago that I filmed it but it was super intense as you can probably imagine because it was I don't think there were I think there were very few moments of humor in that actually um but yeah it was just I yeah now you've mentioned I remember standing on that like going up and down these escalators actually and we shot most of it in Hong Kong because obviously of the subject matter we weren't allowed in China really you weren't allowed in no no no. I think I think we kind of knew from the start that that wouldn't be a an option so it was either I think like they had considered filming in Taiwan but then because of the amount of I think it was like mopeds or you know a type of transport that is very common there anyway because I've not been to Taiwan was kind of getting in the way of like what they wanted to shoot so we we kind of settled for Hong Kong in the end so a lot of that was done and then I think uh yeah and then we shot some stuff in London but yeah it was I god it was so it was such a privilege to be a part of that because you know I learned a lot about the one child policy and how that Mm. impacted a lot of because like in our culture boys are favored over girls and I think it's less and less so now but at the time it was certainly that was a thing and and as a result a lot of like girls were were orphaned and so yeah it was like really kind of fascinating to learn about that when I was doing like research and stuff and then I had a kind of certain connection to it from my personal life just because I was brought up not by my mother Mm -hmm. so it yeah so it didn't feel kind of too far from the truth when I was like you know having those moments where I was reconnecting with with the mother as me so yeah it was it was quite yeah it was a very emotional kind of shoot but I'm glad I'm glad um you enjoyed it well not enjoyed oh it's so good (laughs) no no I did enjoy it it was just so moving and I think that was basically like who is Katie Learn (laughs) who is she you know it's so good and I think it was just so important for me to see that representation because mm-hmm. there isn't really that much and and actually just speaking about that as well last week so I started following this uh, this guy called Pete it's Pete Garrett Pete if you're listening I've got your name wrong I'm so sorry <laughs> I think he's half Vietnamese and I think he's half English again if I've got that wrong I'm so sorry but he spoke about needing to be more representation more east and southeast asian representation in the in the british media and it kind of went on about coronation street and east enders and all these british soap operas there's no like east asian no. family or anything like that mm. and i think um just taking a step back and seeing people you know seeing you katie and 
Benedict Wong, you know, and Squeeze. It's just for the East and Southeast Asia community, it just means so much to us. And, you know, so it's been, you know, it's yeah. just so amazing. You know, it's so funny because um, I, it's, it's really amazing that you say that, but also I don't, I really don't know how far along we have come because so recently I'm I'm currently self-isolating because so I've been filming a series in Scotland and uh, somebody caught COVID the other day. So now I am negative, but, you know, for, you know, for the sake of safety and protocols and everything, I have to self-isolate for the next um, week or so. So I, I, I really haven't been watching much TV recently. I'm just kind of have think I've got committal issues commitment issues so yeah I I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK with my mum and there was a character in there his name so his drag queen name is Something Wong which really I know it's just Mm. yeah I mean I know like a lot of their names are kind of tongue-in-cheek and whatever whatnot but it was just I don't know, seeing an Asian, like a drag queen who's Asian, who like, you know, probably has definitely led a very different life for me. And and yet I find myself, I, I found both my mom and I looking at him on screen and f- placing all my hopes and dreams on, on this one person. Because I'm like, you represent us. And that mm-hmm. pressure is just awful to ha- to mm. kind of I feel that responsibility is just so unfair but just because of the lack of representation like we find ourselves doing that we just like hold on to the closest thing that we kind of feel that we can connect with or are similar to um I have really had to take myself out of that situation and go god like we kind of it's it's just really hard to find that balance isn't it because suddenly I was like oh god please don't please win this win this competition or please don't do that and whenever he like maybe in my opinion took a wrong step or didn't do as well as he he did I'd be like oh you know I was like disappointed and and then yeah so I really had to kind of take myself out of that mindset and just go fucking hell just like let him enjoy himself let him live Mm. like he's just you know, he's just an individual. And if we had that equal representation, that wouldn't be happening. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. suddenly he's like representing all Asian drag queens around the world because he's like the only one who's there. And that's just that's just a really hard thing to to kind of be responsible for. And I know yeah. exactly I know what I know what you mean. It's like because you're right, you know, he's he's a drag queen and it's just trying to have fun, but it's just like the name, something wrong. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just like the the name. It's like a, a playground casual <laughs> racist. Well, what, yeah. not a casual racist. Yeah. It's a playground joke. Yeah, so yeah. it's a racist uh-huh, joke, uh-huh. and he's just playing. Yeah, but I get that. He, you know, it's like tongue in cheek, but it's just. I think from a yeah, I mean, Eastern I, Southeast Asian person, it's just it's hard to totally. it's hard whole antenna. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. hard to listen Uh yeah yeah no I mean like I totally agree with you on the name thing but I just name aside like just him being on the screen was like yeah you just find yourself going oh god like you know you're representing me even though he isn't you know what I mean (laughs) yeah so it just goes to show just how much 
more Asians we need on the screen. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, Definitely. the name thing, I mean, God, it was just awful. I just... Just a letdown. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It was. And like, there were there were certain aspects to his, uh, you know, because they do the behind the scenes when they've got all the makeup off and they, they're just being themselves and giving us their backstory. And he was talking about how... Because all the, the the drag queens around him were going, oh, so you've you've told your parents, and he was like, nah. He's like, no, I, I, I haven't, you know, because really? yeah, because he was like, well they, yeah. well, they just wouldn't accept. Like, never mind being a drag queen. Like, just like being gay mm-hmm. is just unspoken, or it's just you don't talk about that with it's with not, Asian it's not parents. Big in Asia. No, it really no. isn't. It really <laughs> isn't. Um, and just him talking about in general how we don't really express our feelings and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm trying to kind of grapple with because on one hand you kind of want to embrace it because that is our culture right we Mm -hmm. kind of we we work in in Asia certainly like we have this collectivism it's about working together whereas like in the western world it's it's more about individualism and like being different and like Mm -hmm. I think there are there are good pros and cons to both so it's like trying to navigate uh, a way in which you are you don't feel like you're betraying your culture but also you want to you want to embrace like and this this is this is the problem that we have like having this dual heritage just like yeah. constantly just being like I don't know who I am like what which role to play like what how to yeah how to express myself but I, I do feel like you know something like therapy or just like having self-awareness like knowing who you are like certainly helps whether you're kind of for collectivism or individualism like there's no it's just whatever works for you I guess but yeah I'm definitely Mm. I definitely feel like now I'm trying to uh, have more open kind of conversations with like Mm. my parents because it's just it's just really hard when you're just being silent all the time and not speaking up you know never never mind like speaking up for the community speaking up for representation and etc etc it's just like even within the household it's like if we can't do that then like it is really how do you expect one to kind of speak about like the bigger issues i'm sorry not sorry to interrupt this show i hope you're enjoying it and i promise you it's the only interruption and i'll keep it really quick i'll be really honest i put my heart and soul into podcasting and it would mean so much to me if you could screenshot this episode and share it with your friends if you're sharing on insta please do tag me chinese chippy girl and if you're listening to this on apple podcast please give me a five stars And I would love you forever if you could write me some feedback. Finally, if you haven't seen One Child, you must watch it. It's so good. And I just had a quick check online. It is available on Amazon Prime Video. Amazon, please sponsor me. (laughs) Now, back to the show. Do you think because of your celebrity status do you think there's 
Do you think there's a lot of pressure on you, Katie, to represent us? I think there is, but I think a lot of it is also a pressure that I give myself. It's really hard to kind of pinpoint exactly how much of that is me and how much of that is the media and, you know, Mm -hmm. people. I think it's probably more me. It's more me Mm -hmm. for sure. It's just, and especially because, you know, starting off with something like Harry Potter, where it is the, the kind of fan base are have been mainly kids you do want to kind of be a good role model and I I think having that in mind really kind of hindered me from wanting to really freely express what was going on and because you want to you want to kind of show them that there is you know dreams do come true and all these kind of all this bullshit but actually in the end there are a lot of obstacles that you have to kind of get through. And I think maybe that's, that would have been, that is always a better approach, right? Cause you, you want to prepare them for it to some extent. Yeah. Now, now I'm like, Oh, it sounds like, it sounds like parenting skills, but that's kind of what it is really. <laughs> you kind of apply that to, to anything and everything you do. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of going back to Harry Potter. So when you played Cho Chang, yeah. Actually, how old were you when you, you played Cho Chang? 16. 16, 17. So Cho Chang, she was a very pivotal character in Harry Potter. She was Harry Potter's girlfriend and Harry Potter's first first kiss. So that was a very big role for you to play. Yeah. But on the extreme side of things, I remember because I was in my final year at uni around that time, mm. there was a lot of hate on on you as a person. Mm-hmm. And although I wasn't really into Harry Potter or anything, it still affected me because I remember reading some of the comments and some of the comments were based on you as a, as a Chinese person. Yeah. And I wondered if um, we could talk about how that made you feel because it must have been such a an awful, awful thing to read, especially at your at that age as well. Yeah, yeah. I you know, it's like that during that time it was the kind of rise of of the internet and fandoms and all that kind of stuff. And as you yeah, as you so rightly said, like because of because I'm 16, I'm a teenager, right? I care what people think as it is in school never mind like what the whole world thinks and suddenly I think yeah I mean especially as as well because of the way that she was described in the book she's popular she's pretty and you're just you're trying to do that at school anyway uh, and trying to, to try and fit in and then suddenly it's you're trying to be pretty and popular to the rest of the freaking world so there was like a lot of pressure there but then I was so caught up in caring about what people thought of me. So when it was first kind of released in the media, like that I would be playing her, I mean, it was it was insane. Like the paparazzi were like at my door and like all these journalists wanted to talk to me. And they had taken a picture of me while I was out shopping. 
So it wasn't even like it was a, an official photo shoot or anything that we did that we had agreed to when we would be releasing this information. It just, somebody had found out, I don't know what happened, but it got to the papers and then someone secretly took a photo of me. And then literally the weekend after, like my face was plastered over like the front pages of all the newspapers. Jeez. Yeah. And I remember Was this before before the film came out? This was way thought. before the yeah, this was before I'd even started filming. Before you started filming? Before I started filming. <gasps> so I was still like going to school. I was still going to school. I was asked to like not say anything about it, to keep it under wraps. And yeah. And then one weekend it was just like my face was like everywhere. And I just broke down. I just started crying. Oh, Katie. Yeah, and then I was like, I don't know. It just really affected me, like, really badly. Because, and then suddenly I was like, oh, my God, like, somebody could behind, be behind a bush. Somebody could be watching me from, somebody could have binoculars, like, watching me from afar and, like, trying to see what I'm doing through my bedroom window kind of thing. So I think I had that mentality for for a long time. So that was that was like a huge shock to the system and then yeah and then the hate stuff kind of I mean there was so there were so many lovely people you know I got a lot of fan mail as well and it's it's one of those things where you kind of forget all the positive things that people say to you and you just really focus on the negative and I remember yeah reading all these co- I was like googling myself at one point and I was on this website which was kind of dedicated to the kind of Harry Potter fandom. And yeah, I remember reading all the comments and yeah, there was a lot of racist shit. And Mm. then somebody had actually created a website, a hate site. Just, it was like, if you, if you disagree with this casting, then click, click on this button. And then it it was, it would just be like, like a count of how many people disagreed with the casting and you would just see a number like awful. Yeah, I know. It's awful. It's so awful. Yeah. And I was just, I remember the speaking to the publicists who were, so I didn't get any kind of interview media training before I was doing these interviews. And I remember them saying to me, Oh look, Katie, we we haven't seen these these websites that that people are talking about, and you know if if you get asked, then just say it's say it's not true, say it's not happening, and that was that was their support. And I just I just nodded oh. my head. I was like, okay, okay. Even though well, I'd of seen course, it, you're like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, even though I'd seen it myself oh. with my own eyes, I was like, okay, I'll. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say everything's great and 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 of course I I was grateful. I was really mm-hmm. very fucking grateful that I was in the position I was in. But then yeah. yeah. That so that was yeah, it wasn't wasn't great actually. I'm really yeah. sorry to hear that. No, it's I mean like it happened. It just it was just I yeah. I don't know. I, I keep saying like, oh, I wish I'd maybe said something or, but you, you can't, you can't do that. You know, really, it's really hard because I feel it, it, it's really tough. It's so tough being an, an East and Southeast Asian anyway. Yeah. It was really tough when we were teenagers, East and Southeast Asian, because you're right. All you want to do is just fit in. And 
I don't know about you, and I feel really, really, really ashamed to say this. When I was growing up, I hated being Chinese. I hated my flat nose. I hated the hood over my eyes. I really hated it. My mum and dad spoke Chinese to me. I hated everything. Hated having a chippy, hated living above the chippy, all that sort of thing. But I guess for you, you probably experienced some of that, but then you've, you're Cho Chang, and then there was this bloody website about you, like a hate website about not just Cho Chang, but about you. And it's just such a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Fast forward a few years later, it feels like nothing has changed. People still hate us Asians. Yeah. So much hate crime mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. us as well. I mean, it's just, oh God, even seeing like an article this morning about Boris lifting this, like easing this lockdown and all these measures that he's taking. And and it's the it's a BBC article and they've got like an Asian kid with a mask on like as the illustration, as the picture to this article. And I'm just like, this is so insidious. This is so fucking mm-hmm. insidious. Like the average person would not notice it, but we, we do notice mm-hmm. it because like, this is exactly the reason why the, the hate crimes are increasing because you're doing shit like this that is like so subconscious to many people reading it. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, the media, Donald Trump, like it's just, it's, Yeah. It's not a fucking conspiracy. Like you're literally, you have made a conscious decision to put these kinds of pictures mm-hmm. on. Like this is the this is the most representation I've ever seen of East Asians on British media, like newspapers. Like is when you're talking about fucking COVID. Yeah. Like that is awful. It's awful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and yeah, there's just so much. So much complicity as well. I yeah. think just going back to what you were saying with the British media, I yeah, hundred percent agree. I think they've got so so much role to play on the hate crime on East and Southeast Asia. Yeah. I'm I'm so bored of writing to them, Katie, of saying, Can you remove this picture? Can you remove this? And then they'll just gaslight me. And I found out when a few months ago that when I had complained to to the BBC, mm-hmm. they wrote me a response and then I screenshotted my response on Instagram and a few other people East and Southeast Asians obviously they'd gone back to me as well and said oh my god I got the same response as well word for word it was just basically copy and pasted and I think that's why it's really important that that Viv Yao and the rest of the Be Seen girls they created it created a petition Mm. to stop British media from depicting us because we all know that pictures it talks so much louder than words. So having an image of an East Asian person, you no, know, got accompanied with a coronavirus-related article. It's just, it's just so damaging, and they just don't get that. They, and it's, it's so infuriating and so disappointing that it's, it's happening. But yeah. then they'll just gaslight us and say, oh, well, you know, we're actually, it's, it's fair representation because we recognise there are some East and Southeast Asians in the UK. And uh, no. I think there's a guy called David Whitfield or whatever his name is that basically spurred Viv, Viv Yawan to create this petition. He 
completely gaslighted her and said, oh, you know, well, if anything, we're giving you East and Southeast Asians a good name because you're wearing a mask. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Wow. It's like, shut shut up, shut up. Yeah. And it's and I'm finding it very exhausting, really exhausting, because I feel like our voices aren't getting heard. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we do speak about it, there's a thing I've learned like a new phrase last week Mm. it's like an echo chamber so it's just literally the noise is just going around the east and southeast Asian community but what we need is I feel we need allies to help amplify those voices and the leaders and a lot of the the main leaders in the west they're all white and we need more allies. We need, we need more white people to to amplify our voices, yeah. and to, to to stand with us, so it can get through to our leaders. So it's not just like a bunch of a bunch of Asians just trying to create noise. Absolutely, yeah. Sorry, I feel like I've just totally taken this. No, 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 no. Podcast I com- on a no. Level. I completely agree. Like, I mean, unless like we have white allies, we're not going to get the the help that we need, or we're not going to get the the support that is required to actually make systemic change because like you said it is an echo chamber and we can we can all support each other in the way that through like whatsapp groups through these new platforms but at the end of the day like the leaders up there are still white Mm -hmm. so and and they need to recognize when they say you know, we're anti-racist, Black Lives Matter. I'm like, well, if you say these things, then you need to also support the Asian community. So it's not, it's not a fucking trend is, is what it's not. So I, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I completely feel you. It's just really kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. But we can keep fighting. And I, I think, I think with the g- newer generation as well, like certainly like there's a lot more, like I'm so inspired by the younger generation. It's just incredible. Like what a lot of them are doing and just, yeah, just really, especially with this pandemic as well, like being able to kind of sit with yourself and really kind of figure out what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. in ourselves, in in society. And, and yeah, there's so many incredible people out there right now just doing doing like great work and even you like with this podcast like just having oh my god no having this platform so that we can share these things that other people are going to listen to and then and then realize they're not alone recognize like Mm -hmm. we can we we just need to talk about it we need Mm -hmm. to talk about it if you think about our parents generation like nobody talked yeah everything's all fine everything's, everything's great all fine. <laughs> just 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 make that fried rice just wrap up those chips just get the cash Absolutely. okay and then just yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah 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 so no I think it's no I think it's really wonderful being I don't know being in the presence of of these these young people who are just like <laughs> fighting to um make the world a better place it's yeah what about you as well because Mm. you've done a lot of charity work and I saw on your Twitter that you're the ambassador for my body back and into film yes amazing you are just like right up there oh god no I mean like I just 
I don't know. I feel like I could do more, definitely. I don't know. Just kind of elevating, like, you know, obviously charities and people who are who are doing the work like all I'm doing is just I have this platform already like what else am I going to do with it I'm not going to talk about you know fashion or makeup like I'm not kind of into that stuff yeah so if I can help in any way like great but I'm definitely not doing as much work as like a lot of other people so yeah just for the listeners do you want to talk a bit about my body back and into film which you're you know you're 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 an ambassador of yeah are you you're the ambassador aren't you I'm not I've I've just not not, not made that up I'm not the only ambassador so I'm one of many like with the into into film stuff into film charity which is just like introducing film and and yeah in introducing that kind of industry to to kids basically so Mm -hmm. that they I don't know they so that they might be interested in it and see that as a career path in the future Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's that's that I mean I don't I don't really have much connection with them in general it's just like again Mm -hmm. if they need me to share anything if they want to they want me to present an award which I did like a couple of years ago now then yeah I'm yeah so I do that kind of stuff but you know what you say it's not really a big thing but to people involved in a charity and you giving an award out to someone that is massive so for you you think it's small but it's actually it's amazing what you're doing yeah even though you think that oh you could be doing a bit more it's like I think you're doing a lot anyway oh though. thank you thank you so, yeah so yeah my body back project is just the oh they're brilliant who who runs who started it she got in touch with me like a couple of years ago and yeah she just it was so funny because it was quite random actually because I hadn't really I'm a kind of feminazi and all that but yeah I guess she just kind of looked at my Twitter feed and thought like oh yeah she'd be really cool to kind of hang out with or whatever and Mm -hmm. so we've met a few times in the pub and she was just telling me about her backstory and stuff and anyway the organization helps anyone who who identifies as as female as a woman it helps them kind of overcome like rape trauma or yeah just anyone who's been like sexually assaulted or or and and it's like that it's like a sort of recovery program that they Mm -hmm. that they help you with I guess and they've got Mm -hmm. clinics in Scotland and in in London so yeah so so they're doing incredible work so yeah just again just helping them kind of elevate their platform when I can or when they need me to yeah 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 Yeah, and and yeah so that that's it really yeah I'd love to do more I'd love to do more charity work it's just uh depends and and I think right now especially I think I think it was actually following you on Instagram I discovered there's currently a just giving page for for the London Chinese community yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've just uh, <laughs> released an episode with him because I spoke to Beverly, the centre manager. Right. And I don't know about you, but I feel so. I always knew that there was a London Chinese community centre, but I, it never crossed my mind to think, okay, what work do they do? Yeah. Uh, how can I support them? How can I get involved? Because you know what? Like, even though there's a lot of hate crime on East and Southeast Asians, equally, I'm quite privileged to be born in the UK yeah. I can speak English so yeah. I don't need their services and it's only since the the, the pandemic they haven't received as much funding mm. that 
that they need to raise £70,000 just to stay open. And it's really interesting some of, when I was speaking to Beverly because she really she really went into more detail about some of the work that they do. And it's just a lot of things, Katie, like... Because obviously all the elderly, they're getting all the letters through with their vaccinations. So if you're Popo or Gungong, your grandparent, and they live in London and they don't have a network you know, or family or whatever reason, and they need this letter translating. And it's just really scary to think if the London Chinese Community Centre or if all the community centres had closed because they lost funding, what would the Popo and Gungung, what would the grandparent do with this letter? Because they just, they can't read it. Yeah. I think it's just really important to keep these services open. Absolutely. So that's one of the reasons why I had, why I did um, an episode with him, because I just feel like, it's my duty. I mean, I don't have like a big following or anything, but it's my duty to kind of, you know, to contribute to the community. Absolutely. Um, yep. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. That's good. Yeah. 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 No, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to contribute and oh, uh, thank you. To try and to you try know, and... What? I think they would love it. Yeah. 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 I think they'd love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Earlier on in this call, you said that you were filming yeah. in Scotland. Are you able to disclose any details? Yeah, about I mean, any I've, sneaky stuff. Yeah, I've already kind of like it's, it's out there, so it's nothing. Okay, so I'm I'm just a part of a marine homicide unit team of four. Okay. Yes, so we've got the wonderful Nicola Walker. She's fucking fab. She's she's what? Yeah, she's wonderful. So she's she's oh, like wow. Yeah, so, sorry. The, the show's called Annika and she she is Annika and yeah, she's like she's the boss. She's she's my boss basically. And yeah, we're just solving murders that like are taking place, you know, around the Scottish waters. So wow. which is why it has been really I mean, I feel so freaking grateful being able to to work during a pandemic and not only work but like being back in Scotland and being able to kind of hang out with my family with my mom and my dad yeah. I mean until now because now I have to self-isolate but um yeah so it's been I've been here since like before Christmas and yeah I'm here till beginning of April before okay. I head back to to London uh, which is where I call right, home okay. yeah so it's yeah it's been it's been great like we've been god I've been blessed with going to you know incredible kind of locations Mm -hmm. just by by some of the lochs and the and the river Clyde and all that and yeah working with some really chilled great people being able to speak in my own Scottish accent as well having a lot of dialogue which I'm not used to because like I don't know I think this is one of the few roles where it's only started happening now, like recently in the past, like, I don't know, two, three years where I've been uh, going up for non-race specific roles. So my, really? yeah, okay. so my character, um, her name is Blair Ferguson. Blair Ferguson. Yeah. So she's, she can be more Scottish really. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's just like, she's a really cool kind of data analyst and it's, it's new for me because like other roles that I've played, which have been race specific in on screen, I'm not talking about theater, theater roles. I don't know. They're a bit more dynamic 
uh, theatre roles, the, the ones I've done anyway, a bit more interesting. But on screen, certainly, they're, they're always kind of like, it's like minimal, minimal talking. Just kind of like, yeah. Because I can say, I guess, I don't know, because of the way we are, like, you know, with the culture and everything, we say a lot without saying anything. And, and that's just what I'm kind of, I've been used to growing up and stuff. So I can say a lot with my, like, just with my expressions, <laughs> but like on, with, with this show, I'm saying a lot, like, okay. and more than I would kind of, yeah, more than I would as Katie. So I'm having to like learn this kind of, I'm just like, but I don't, I don't have to say any of that. I can just say that with my eyes or I can just move Not my okay. head. And it's like, I have to get out of that. I have to get out of that mindset because if I don't speak, then we're just like, again, fitting into that stereotype of being an Asian mm-hmm. that doesn't like, you know, has all the screen time, but then doesn't speak. So okay. I have to be like really kind of, yeah, I'm just constantly thinking about all that and being like, oh, this is great. Like she, she doesn't shut up. She says a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's another challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when is it coming out then? Uh, Annika, you said? Yeah, Annika. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. And is it a film or is it a part series? Oh, so it's a series. Um, it's a series, okay. uh, six eps, and it's going to be on UK TV and a couple of other kind of American networks um, channels. Really? Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. So that'll be cool when it comes out. I mean, so the only thing I, the only qualm I have, I guess, is that because the Americans are going to see it at the beginning of the shoot, they were like, asking because it's amazing they've got like a majority Scottish cast obviously because it's set in Scotland but they are concerned that the Americans are not going to understand so they were asking us all at the beginning to kind of tone down our Scottish accent yeah so we're like we're like, what the fuck, man? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what, the America's not heard the subtitles. I mean, I, I subtitled everything anyway. Yeah, no, same, um, same. Uh-huh. But I like, subtitled everything. You know, it's just, again, it's like a question of representation. We just don't have enough. It's, it's just so London English centric, like all oh, the no. stuff that we watch. We just yeah. need to see more Scottish faces and hear more Scottish accents and, and just yeah. get used to it. So my partner, Ewan, because like I said, he's from Roslyn. Right. I don't even know where that is. Where is that? Roslyn um, in Edinburgh. Oh, Edinburgh. Right. Okay. Edinburgh. So we'll be like watching TV and like, when a Scottish person comes on, he's like, ah, Scottish. Like, it's, and it's like whenever I see like a Chinese person or something, I'm like, ah, oh, Chinese. It's just like, you just yeah. need more representation, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know? Totally. And um, totally. yeah. 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 Before we go, I have a, a serious question to ask you. Okay. Okay. So imagine not that it's not been serious enough. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine it's a Sunday. It's twelve o'clock in the afternoon. You're in a Chinese restaurant and you're having dim sum, and the waiter comes over to you, Katie, and says, "Right, what? I'm going to give you five dim sum dishes." on the house and you can select a tea as well okay what would your five dishes be and what tea would you select 
Oh my goodness, that is a really serious question. So I'm vegetarian, which means I can't eat half the stuff. But if I was not vegetarian, then this is what I would order. I've been dreaming about it since day dot. So I would have siomai. Yes. Siomai. Oh my God, I could eat all four, like on my own. I used to, I was such a fatty. I was like, I'll have (laughs) one for me and then you guys can order what you want. So siomai, oh God, we'll got which is like a tarot croquette kind of thing. Don't know if, yeah, we'll go. Feng Zhao. Would you? I fucking love Feng Zhao. <gasps> oh, I don't like it. Do you know? It's too many bones. Too oh, many bones. Oh my God, the bones are the best. Okay, I shouldn't be saying this as a vegetarian, but oh my God. Like white people, you can have your chicken breasts. Like I will be digging into those legs. Oh my God. The chicken's feet chicken feet Fun I time. love chicken yeah. feet so what was that was that three three yeah you've okay. got two more oh, and you fuck. can also select two as well take okay, your time so I will um <laughs> one bow yes oh my god I've not had that in ages yes yes, yes. oh my god you have to have it um so now one bao in English is like custard uh custard, custard buns, buns or something yeah. custard mm-hmm. buns but do you not think it's really some people find it really weird that when you order dessert for dim sum it all comes around the same time like you know in like western you know, Western food, you have like your yeah. starter main and then dessert. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I want bound the downtown uh-huh. will come at the end. Yeah. But in dim sum, they all just like come together. Yeah, so it's like tapas. It's basically Chinese. Yeah, tapas. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's the best way. I don't know why we do the kind yeah. of starter main course dessert. It's stupid. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I was going to say like, because sometimes like your danta and your lime bao comes at the beginning. So I'm like, oh, yeah. is, does that count as dim sum or is that like. <laughs> Is that something no, that would come anyway? <laughs> still doing okay, some. Okay, fine, fine. okay, so I'm about. And then the last one. Oh, geez. What? Oh, Law My Gay. Yes. Yeah. Law My Gay. So that's um, glutinous. That's the rice, Chinese. glutinous rice. Is it the one wrapped in a leaf? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, a good my one, God. It's oh, so good. good so whenever I go into a Chinese restaurant, when they ask you what kind of tea you like, I always say bole because it sounds bole, yeah. because it sounds really posh, you know. So because like the the obvious one to go for would be like jasmine or something, right? But like yeah, yeah but bole is like oh, <laughs> I feel like a, like royalty when I say bole. I always get mixed up with bole and kupo, but I also order the wrong one. I think bole is that is that quite lighter and kupo is like really really dark and. Strong because I think yeah I think that's right because cup bowler I think you would normally get a side just plain hot water just to like mix it just to like water it down. Oh right, yeah. So I I, yeah. So tea normally I'm just like like I'm not a tea connoisseur or anything, so I'm very happy with it. Like pretty watered down. I don't like it too strong. Yeah. So when it gets like past a certain shade of dark, I'm just like, that's I need some (laughs) water in that. Yeah. Yeah, uh Too much. Yeah. So So, that's yeah. Oh my God, you've made me like really wanna have some Chinese dim sum now. Where do you normally go for dim sum by the way? Mm. Like in London and also in Scotland. Just out of interest. London where have we been? It's really hard to say just because I've been veg for four years. So I'm always like just staying away from dim sum. In Glasgow, there was a place called Long Fung, like Lun Fung restaurant. Yes. 
It's on Sucky Hall Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, uh-huh. I know. It. But I think it's nice. It's really nice up places. Yeah, but I think that's closed due to the pandemic. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, I think it's closed permanently. That's really sad. Permanently, permanently. Too. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. I know. It was like probably the only good place in Glasgow for dim sum. And then in London, where would we go? So I don't. I think it's called Lunfung as well. It's the one where, where like you have to go upstairs and it's got like purple yeah. carpets. Is it above the supermarket? Must be. Yeah. 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 That's long. For, yeah. I think yeah. they're both long. Uh huh. There's Young Cheng as well, where I go to just for like Chinese food because mm-hmm. I think they ha- I think they have two in Chinatown. One on the main kind of strip, and then another one like yeah. just behind. And they're like I, I go there for dinner. I think maybe because they close really late and every time I want Chinese food I'm like really drunk and I've had a lot of a lot of alcohol um so yeah that's where <laughs> that's where I would go just for Chinese food in general yeah mm-hmm. oh, yeah oh Katie honestly I'm gonna fangirl again okay yes please I wish I wish that when I was when I first came across you when reading articles that you're going to be like Cho Chang and then fast forward a few years when really embracing the May character, I wish I can go back and be like, you know what, Georgie Ma, you're going to speak to Katie Lynn on a podcast. Yeah, Aww. baby. <laughs> I'm so happy. No, can I be a geek and can I send, can I take a selfie? Of course you can. Is that yes. right? Yes. And can I just say, I haven't really told anyone that I'm speaking to because I didn't want to jinx it. Right. Hold on so good oh my god one two three yay but my 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 partner Ewan yeah his family his family they are massive massive Harry Potter oh my goodness so Ewan's mum when she turned 60 so they all live in Scotland as well when she turned 60 they all came down to London and then they went to for 60th they went to uh, the Harry Potter world in Watford yeah the studio yeah yeah yeah, yeah. honestly that's good that's something you can share with them (laughs) yeah well thank you so much Katie this has been Oh my god! I, you know when I hang up, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna scream because <laughs> I'm so excited. But I just wanted to say, I just think you're fucking brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, sorry, fangirl again because I've, I've, you know, you're on the big silver screens. I, I don't know. I, I just love the work that you do, thank and you. just speaking to you, you're just like, you're just <laughs> like an ordinary person. Do you know what I mean? You're not like this big celebrity person yeah like you know and and I just want to say thank you so much for messaging me back thank you so much for all the work that you've done for the charities and also speaking up for the east and southeast asian community thank you so so much and I don't want to end I don't want this call to end no we can we can do like part two (laughs) if you want I mean I think it would be really lovely next series yeah it'd be really lovely for us you know for us all to kind of like get together in person once this lockdown's over and then we can all you know um Kai and I my uh one of my best mates like she she and I during even before the pandemic I think we we had thought about getting a a big group of East Asian women together like having a picnic in like Regent's Park or something and just like 
just chatting just chatting about stuff anything I think that would be I think that would really kind of I don't know I think it'd be really helpful doing that so if that does happen I'm just warning you now I'm just going to be taking about 50 bidding selfies (laughs) with you just for my personal collection so just let you know that's how much of a fan if that gets you out and gets you to join us then very happy actually speaking of that do you yeah. find that do you get people just stopping you on your street and go oh my god you're Kate Lake. can I get a selfie please no no I mean like I used to get it when I had like long hair because I guess it was I was okay. more recognizable but now I've cut my hair yeah it's it's like and and it was also like 15 16 years ago now <laughs> so I have like aged a little bit um so no I don't I don't really get recognized sometimes I get recognized in London purely because of my accent so right, yeah okay. it's not even the face it's just I open my mouth and they're like Scottish Chinese Cho Chang <laughs> yeah so that's that's quite funny but no generally not and there's been a couple of other times when I've been in a bar and it's happened and that was awkward because everybody was drunk and you know when people get drunk they just kind of say what's on their mind and it can get a bit weird but yeah yeah Yeah. but apart from that no no not too much well listen it's been so 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 lovely speaking to you and you Uh, i can't believe this has happened (laughs) oh my god you just said that i'm such a geek (laughs) (laughs) no it was so lovely talking to you thank you so much for having me on and i hope it like grows and blossoms into something more thank you so much thank you Anyway, have a nice day. Thank, thank you great. so much. I know I've said it so many times, but thank you. You have no idea how much this means to me. Oh, um, anytime, just, anytime. Just, and just to discuss our East and Southeast Asian heritage as well. But yeah, but listen, I hope you have a lovely day. I can see the sun beaming through your window as well. Yes, no, it's, it's actually not that sunny. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I hope you have a nice time outside, but I just forgot you are you're, you're self-isolating. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be yeah. fine. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, Katie Learn, you absolute diamond. Thank you so, so much for sharing your stories, especially about the hate you received during the Cho Chang days. For anyone listening, and if you have received racist messages, this is a small reminder that it's actually hate crime and it must be reported to the police. It's easy to do, as I had to do it last year, which I do go into more detail on episode 5. You can report it online and it takes about 10 minutes. They will contact you back and whether or not they will find the perpetrator It's important to report these crimes as the more people who report them, the more likely the police will take racism more seriously. Let's not brush this under the carpet. Anyway, I am absolutely buzzing that I got to speak to Katie Learn and so lucky that I managed to get her on the show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe, wear a mask and see you soon, lads.